الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله فبلغ الرساله وادى الامانه ونصح الامه وجاهد في الله حق جهاده صلى الله عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وسلم تسليما كثيرا اما بعد I wanted to use this opportunity ayyu al-ikhwa hayakum Allah to remind myself first and foremostly and then yourselves about the great station of this knowledge this knowledge that we seek and this knowledge that we gather together for and you brothers alhamdulillah you come together every week and there is a lot that goes into it you leave your homes you come here there's money that is spent time that is spent preparation every now and then it's good for us to remind ourselves why we do all of this and why we seek this knowledge is ilm ayul ikhwa the virtues of this ilm is well is well known the virtues of this knowledge and in particular the knowledge of the sharia is well known and has come in many uh, many ahadith concerning the virtues of this knowledge ibn al-qayyim rahimahullah he mentioned a very beautiful point concerning ilm concerning knowledge and knowledge is of two types ayyul ikhwan knowledge is of two types ilm ad-din wa ilm ad-dunya ilm ad-din which is the knowledge of the religion and ilm ad-dunya knowledge of the worldly matters the worldly knowledge ibn al-qayyim rahimahullah will mention more about that after we listen to the words of ibn al-qayyim ibn al-qayyim rahimahullah he said in his book al-fawaid he said kana awwal al-makhluqat al-qalam this will show to us the great station of knowledge of ilm he said kana awwal al-makhluqat al-qalam he said that the from the first of those things that were created from the first of those th- those things that were created al qalam the pen as we know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he created the pen and then told the pen ordered the pen to write down everything that will occur thereafter so from the first things that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created was the qalam kana awwal al makhluqat al qalam لِيَكْتُبَ الْمَقَادِيرِ قَبْلَ كَوْنِهَا That which we just mentioned. Allah created the pen so that the pen would write everything that will occur within the creation. وَجَعَلَ آدَم Allah, He made Adam آخر المخلوقات He made Adam the last of the creation. So the first was what? The pen, القلم. And the last, Adam, al-insan, man, 
وفي ذلك حكم and in that there, there, there is wisdom why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created in that order the qalam that was the first the pen and then the heavens and the earth and everything that is in the heavens and the earth and from the last of those things was Adam that is why as, as, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions in surah al-Baqarah when he said to the uh, to the malaika inni ja'ilun fil ardi khalifa indeed i am placing a khalifa on the earth so the earth was was already present everything was already present um, and then adam alayhisalam was created fi dhalik hikam and so he mentions that in this there was wisdom, there are, there are hikam wisdom there is wisdom in this from them and he mentions many but just to mention a few he said from from them tamhidu dar qabla sakin he said from the wisdoms of that why adam came at the end is that the his dar his home and his abode would be ready before before occupying it and 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 living in his dar the home was ready everything was ready and then adam alayhisalam was created also ibn qayyim he mentions that it is the that the nufus the souls that they always look to the endings they always look to the endings of affairs and that is why with musa alayhi salam with his people and with those the sahara the sahara those magicians that is why when firaun had his magicians come and they made the appointment that time and that day to to meet and for Fir'aun with his magicians to come with their magic and and for Musa alayhisalam to come and and meet them that they said qalu ya Musa imma an tulqiya wa imma an nakuna awwal man alqa قالوا يا موسى they said the magicians they said oh Musa إما أن تلقي either you throw first that staff and that stick either you throw first وإما أن نكون أول من ألقى or we will be the the ones to throw قال بل ألقوا Musa said rather you throw first why because the people the people always want to see what comes next what comes last the nafus the souls that's, that's what they always look for what comes last so he said qala bal alqu rather you throw first and then i will throw so the souls they always and the people generally they always look to that which comes last the last affair and that is why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also he made akhir al kutub the quran 
the best of the books. He made it the last book. He made it the last book. Akhir al-Anbiya. He made the last of the prophets and the messengers, the best of them. It's not working. Yani he made, he made the last of the books, the best of the books. He made the last of the messengers and the prophets, the best of the prophets and the messengers. And also, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالِ khawatim. The actions are by their, their endings. The actions are by their endings. And also, Ibn Qayyim he mentioned, and this is the point now coming back to the Qalam, and the creation, the creation of, the, of the pen, and the creation of Adam. He said that, لَمَّ افْتَتَحَ خَلْقَ هَذَا الْعَالَمِ when Allah began the creation of this world, this alam and this world that we that we know, كان من أحسن المناسبة يعني when Allah began this creation and this this world and this universe that we know, when Allah began it and He began that creation with the pen, كان من أحسن المناسبة أن يختمه بخلق الإنسان. That it, 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 it was relevant. And the best thing to do was to finish it, to seal that creation, finish that creation with the creation of man. He says, why? فَإِنَّ الْقَلَمِ Because the qalam, the pen, which we said that was the first thing that Allah created. The qalam is آلَةُ الْعِلْمِ The qalam is that instrument for knowledge. That instrument that you use for, for, for ilm. Just like the brothers, mashallah. Here. The, the pen, al-qalam, alatul ilm. That is that instrument that you use for that knowledge. We know knowledge is is written in the books, preserved in the hearts, and also written in the books. And a person, when he studies, he he writes because he wants to learn and he wants to uh, preserve that knowledge. He said, so the qalam, alatul ilm, the pen, that is the instrument of the knowledge. Well, insan who al alim, and the insan, man, he is the alim. He is the one who gathers that. He is the one who, yani, uh, acquires that knowledge. So the first thing that was created was what? The pen, alatul ilm, and the last thing was man, the one who uses that pen and the one who gathers that knowledge. The one who gathers that knowledge. So that was something that Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah he mentioned. And this ilm ayyul ikhwa, as we mentioned, al-ilm, ilman, as we mentioned. Knowledge, it's two types of knowledge. What were they? Ilm al-deen wa ilm al-dunya. As for ilm al-dunya, the knowledge of the, the worldly matters, then that is with the people of the dunya. And that is acquired through experience, throughout the generations, people passing down that which they learn from the worldly matters, with time, with experience, from generation to generation, that ilm al-dunya, that's how it, it is acquired. Khibra and experience. 
As for ilm al-deen, that only comes through the anbiya. The anbiya. Because the anbiya, they came with that ilm, the ilm of the deen, not the ilm al-dunya. They didn't come with that. And in fact, it's mentioned in the hadith, wherein the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he passed by a people, and they were on the top of their date palm trees. They were on the top of the date palm trees. And they were pollinating their date palm trees. And from the ajaib is that the date palm trees, they have the male tree and the female tree. And so they were, they were pairing their trees together, the date palm trees. And so the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he said, ما, ما He said, I don't think that that's going to benefit in any way. I don't think that, that what you're doing is going to benefit in any way. And so they left it, فتركو. and so they left doing that, when they heard the Messenger of Allah وسلم, say this. And then when he was informed of, of them listening to, to that advice that he gave, he said, in ذلك, that if that helps them and benefits them, what I told them, فليصنعوا, let them do it. فإني, he said, indeed, ظنّا, said I only thought it was it was just my thoughts. It was just my thoughts. فلا تأخذوني بالظن. But don't Bring me to account for my thoughts, that which I I I I, I give as my opinion. ولكن إذا حدثتكم عن الله شيئا However, if I speak to you about Allah and about His religion, فخذوا. Then take it, take that. Whatever I speak to you about concerning Allah, whatever I give you concerning Allah and His religion. فخذوا, then take it. فإني لا لا أكذب على الله. Indeed, I don't lie upon Allah. I don't lie upon Allah. And in another wording, the Messenger of Allah صلى he said, إذا أمرتكم بشيء من رأي فإنما أنا بشر. And if I talk to you about something from my opinion, and in the worldly affairs. إِنَّمَا أَنَا بشر. I'm only a man. And so he said, أَنْتُمْ أَعْلَمْ بِأَمْرِ دُنْيَاكُمْ You are more knowledgeable, أَنْتُمْ Listen, the Messenger of Allah is saying to, the, to, to, to them now, أَنْتُمْ أَعْلَمْ You are more knowledgeable بِأَمْرِ دُنْيَاكُمْ You are more knowledgeable about your worldly matters. Imam Muslim, he brings this hadith under the chapter, uh, yani the obligation of taking from the Messenger of Allah وسلم, concerning the religious knowledge. Obligatory. Because the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he, what did he say? If I speak to you about Allah, فخذو, take it. Indeed, I don't lie upon Allah. I don't lie upon Allah. But if I speak to you about something from the dunya affairs, that is only a dhan with me. And my opinion. Don't. Bring me to account for those worldly things that I, t- that I advise you with. Antum a'lam bi amri dunyakum. You are more knowledgeable with your worldly matters. And so, al-ilm al-man, ikhwa. Knowledge is 
two types of knowledge, the knowledge of the religion and the knowledge of the dunyawi matters. Knowledge of the dunyawi matters is with the people. That is acquired throughout the generation, throughout time, with experience. But the, the ilm al-deen, and knowledge of the religion, that is only through the anbiya of Allah. And the anbiya of Allah, there's the isnad, the chain, the chain of narration, is the anbiya who take that knowledge from, from man, Iman, who did they take that knowledge from? What's the chain? Jibreel. And Jibreel takes it from? From Allah. So that's the chain of narration as it relates to this knowledge of the religion. That ilm al-deen. The, um, the, the malaika, they have wadaif. They have wadaif, yani roles. Roles and responsibilities. Many of them, many malaika, from them, those who have been charged with writing the deeds of every person. Kiraman katirin, ya'lamun ma taf'alun. The noble scribes that write down the deeds of every person, on the right and on the left. But also you have not just two angels with you, you have four. Commonly you hear you have two angels. You have four. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran, لَهُمْ مُعَقِّبَاتِ That a person, he has مُعَقِّبَاتِ any angels. مِنْ بَيْنِ يَدَيْهِ مِنْ خَلْفِ He has an angel before him and behind. يَحْفَظُونَ مِنْ أَمْرِ اللَّهِ They protect him. With the command of Allah, they protect him. So you have also two angels with you protecting you. Four angels. From the malaika also, you have those who are commissioned with different responsibilities, different roles. From them, you have the, you have Mikail has been commissioned with the sending down of the rain and the clouds and the vegetation on the earth and the life on the earth. You have Israfil. Israfil who is in charge of mother blowing the trumpet. Blowing the trumpet. You have Jibril in charge of the wahi or bringing the revelation to the Anbiya. You have Malik, the keeper of the fire, the hellfire. You have the angel of death. You have the two angels that will come, sit, sit the person up in his grave and ask him the questions, the three questions. You have the Hamlet al-Arsh, those who carry the throne of Allah. Many angels, many, many angels. So the Malaika, the Wadha'if of the Malaika, the roles of the Malaika differ. From angel to angel. From the best of these malaika, as the scholars they mention, uh, three. Jibril, Mikail, and Israfil. They're from the best of the, the malaika. Does anyone know why? Anyone know why these three are commonly mentioned together? And that they are the best of the angels.
Anyone know? Because they were honored with important duties. Akid, Ashak. Very important duties. Any more detail though to that to that answer? Daib. As the scholars they mentioned that if you look at the role of these three angels, all of their duties are connected to life, Hayat. Jibril, he comes with what? Wahi, revelation. And that gives life to what? Yani to the qalb. That gives life to the heart. Mikael is in charge of what? The weather, clouds, the rain, vegetation on the earth, life on the earth. And that gives life to what? The bodies, al-abdan. That gives life to the bodies. Israfil. Huh? Naam. The one who blows the trumpet. But how is that connected to life? Ahsant. Because the first blowing means life will end. And the second blowing, people will be brought back to life. So all three of these angels, their wadaif, their duties are connected to life. But the most important from all of them, and we have, for, as it relates to us now, alive on the earth, is the haya of the qalb and the haya of the abdan, of the bodies. No doubt, from, bo- from both of these types of life, the best and most important of, of them is hayat al-qalb. More than hayat al-abdan. Because that you die from hunger and from starvation is better for you, but you have iman, and you're, you have that hayat in the qalb, life of the, of the qalb, and your heart is alive, and salim, and sound, has iman, is better than you, your heart being dead, your heart being dead, and you have no life in your heart, but you live, your body is in sound health, has every, you have everything you need from the food, vegetation, everything. That the that is better for you. That you die as a poor man. And you die due to starvation and hunger. But with iman and that hayat of the qalb. And so, Jibreel alayhi salam, from these three, you can go a step further and say he is the best. Of these three. He's the best of the malaika, as Ibn Uthaymeen, rahimahullah, he mentioned. He's the best of all of the malaika. Jibreel, alayhi salam. And that is because he came with that wahi, and that, that, that ilm, that knowledge. So the malaika, they have various wadaif, various roles, and various duties. But the anbiya, the anbiya, the wadifa of the anbiya was one. But the roles and duties of the Anbiya was, was one, the same. The Malaika, they differed, their roles. But the Anbiya, their role was one. And that is, what? Naam. To call, that, to call to that ilm, that ilm that came to them, to call to it, to give da'wah to it, to give da'wah, the wadifa of the Anbiya was the same, all of them. 
دعوة إلى الله ولقد بعثنا في كل أمة رسولا أن يعبدوا الله وتنبي الطاغوت That was, that was the Anbiya, that was the Wadifah of the Anbiya. All of them, they called to Allah. But no doubt, Da'wah. The Da'wah, that which comes before that, is the Ilm. That which comes before the Da'wah is the Ilm. And also, something else. What is that? Between Ilm and Da'wah is something else. Akid, Akid, but something you all know, but you just need to, you just need to think about where I'm coming from here when I say between ilm and da'wah, there is something else. Actions. 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 No doubt. Actions. Tayyib. So this ilm, this ilm, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi he mentioned in that hadith, that hadith noted by uh, Abu Huraira in the Sahih of Imam Muslim, where the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he said, Man nafasa, man nafasa, kurbatan, man nafasa an mu'min, whoever يعني, repels a hardship from a believer, whoever, a Muslim, repels. And moves away, يعني, a hardship, a difficulty from uh, a Muslim, another Muslim. نفس الله عنه كربة من كرب من كرب الدنيا. أفوان من كرب اليوم اليوم القيامة. And whoever does this, then Allah will remove a difficulty and a hardship from that Muslim who helps his Muslim brother. Allah will remove a hardship and a كربة, a difficulty. On the Yom Qiyamah. And whoever, whoever makes it easy for that Muslim who is in debt, he's in debt and he's struggling because he's in debt. How, how easy is it to, to get in debt? Whoever from, from the Muslims helps his Muslim brother who's in this situation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it easy for him in this dunya and in the akhirah. مُسْلِمًا And whoever covers the fault of another Muslim. في الدنيا والآخرة In this, uh, whoever covers the fault of a Muslim, then Allah will cover his fault in this dunya and in the akhira. يعني uh, a reward that is عظيم أيها الإخوة. No doubt all of us want our faults to be hidden. Who wants that people know about your faults? But how easy is it that you uncover the fault of another Muslim brother? And he's like this, he's, you backbite him. You mention this about him, that about him. And so you uncover his faults. But if you want that your, your faults are covered, then cover the faults of your Muslim brother. And Allah will cover your faults, not only in this dunya, but also in the akhirah. وَاللَّهُ فِي عَوْنِ الْعَبْدِ مَا كَانَ الْعَبْدِ فِي عَوْنِ أَخِي and Allah is at the aid of His servant so long as His servant is at the aid of His Muslim brother. So long as you aid your Muslim brother, Allah will aid you. Wasaya ayyul ikhwah. Pieces of advice here that are amazing ayyul ikhwah for us to act upon. And then the Messenger of Allah he said, 
من سلق طريقا يلتمس فيه علما سحل الله له به طريقا الى الجنه and whoever treads upon that path of seeking knowledge Allah will make easy for him a path to Jannah. And there is not a people who gather in, the, in one of the houses from the houses of Allah, in the mosques, in the masajid, who recite the Qur'an and they study it between themselves. Except that sakina and tranquility descends upon them. وَغَشِيَتْهُمُ الرَّحْمَةِ And rahma and mercy يعني encompasses all of them. وَحَفَّتْهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ And the malaika surround them. The angels surround them. وَذَكْرَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي مَنْ عِنْدَهِ And Allah mentions them to those that are with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This hadith, ayyul ikhwa, focusing on this last part here, we see that Allah Taala He makes easy the path to Jannah, the one for the one who seeks this path of knowledge and treads on this path of knowledge. And this hadith, as we mentioned, was narrated by Abu Huraira in Sahih Muslim. However, others from the Sahaba also narrate. This part. Man salaka tariqan yaltamisu fihi ilma sahalallahu bihi tariqan il jannah. That also Abu Darda, it shows that this, that the Sahaba, that they were aware of this. The Sahaba were aware of this. Not just Abu Huraira narrated it and just one companion, but the Sahaba, they were aware of this. Other than Abu Huraira. Rahman, he left. Uh, Medina and went all the way to Damascus. Where's Damascus? In Syria. He went all the way to Damascus to travel to Abu Darda. And when he got there, Abu Darda, he said, He said, What has brought you here? And then he said, Hadithun Balagani Annaka Tuhadithu Min Rasulullah That which has brought me here is a, is a hadith that you narrate from the Messenger of Allah. So he said, Majita Lihaja, did you not come for any other reason? Did you not come for tijara, for trade, to buy something, sell something? He said, No. So then he said, that I heard the Messenger of Allah say, "Man salaka tariqan yaltamisu fihi ilma sahhalallahu lahu bihi tariqan ila jannah." So Abu Darda he narrates it, this part here. And I heard the Messenger of Allah say that whoever treads upon that path of seeking knowledge, Allah will make easy for him that path to jannah. Okay, close to Abshir, Abshir. Naam. And then he mentioned that the malaika, that they lower their wings for the talib al-ilm. They lower their wings out of humility 
and ridan. And due to them being pleased with what the talib al-ilm, what the student knowledge, with what he's doing. And then he said, that even that the alim, that everyone in the heavens and the earth seek forgiveness for him. Even the fish in the sea. Even the fish in the sea. وَفَضْلُ الْعَالِمَ عَلَى الْعَابِدِ كَفَضْلِ الْقَمَرِ عَلَى سَائِرِ الْكَوَاكِبِ That the virtue of the alim over the worshipper, the one who worships, is like the يعني the, uh, the, uh, the virtue of the يعني the um, or the superiority of the moon over the rest of the stars. And then he said, إِنَّ الْعُلِمَاءِ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ That the ulama, the scholars and those who have knowledge of, of Allah and, his, and, and uh, his, his religion, they are the waratha, they are the inheritors of the prophets. وَإِنَّ الْعُلَمَاءِ وَإِنَّ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ وَإِنَّ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ لَمْ يُوَرِثُ دِينَارًا وَلَا دِرْحَمًا that the anbiya they don't leave behind as inheritance they don't leave behind dinar dirham they don't leave behind money wa inma warathul ilm rather that which they leave behind the only thing they leave behind is as al ilm there's come in a hadith that al ulama ummati that the messenger of Allah Sallallahu he said, attributed to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu However, the hadith, hadith is da'if. The hadith is da'if. Shaykh Ibn Uthaymeen, rahimahullah, he mentions, but the meaning, al-ma'na suhih. But the meaning is correct. The meaning is correct. And that is, the saying, attributed to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu but as we said, is da'if. Ulama ummati, that the scholars of my ummah, that the scholars of my ummah are like the anbiya, the prophets of Bani Israel, the prophets of the children of Israel. Why? Because we know that the children of Israel, they would have prophet after prophet after prophet. Soon, soon as a prophet would die, Allah would send another prophet. Soon as a prophet would die, Allah would send another prophet. Hadith is da'if, but the meaning is correct. As Ibn, Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen, he mentioned the anbiya awarathat al anbiya the the scholars they are the inheritors of the prophets and we know from the hadith of the messenger of allah sallallahu that he said that the there will always be la tazal ta'ifa there will always be a group from my ummah zahirin ala al haqq always be manifest upon the truth and they will be those who will repel all of those things that have been invented into the religion by the ignorant ones. And those false interpretations, that ta'wil made by those, those ignorant ones and the fabrications of the liars, but the scholars, they are the ones who will carry this knowledge. There's also another hadith that shows to us how the Sahaba were with this knowledge and how they saw, they recognized the virtue of this knowledge. 
جابر بن عبد الله جابر بن عبد الله الصحابي الجليل that he traveled to مصر to Egypt to he he traveled the distance of a month he traveled the distance of a month towards Abdullah bin Unais Abdullah bin Unais the distance of a month and that he bought a camel solely for that journey and he went to him concerning a hadith in Qisas yani retribution that hadith wherein the messenger of Allah sallam, he mentioned salam that he, wherein he mentioned that on yawm al-qiyamah no one will enter the the fire no one will enter paradise up until the mazalim and the oppression that the people partook in and were responsible for until all of that is dealt with and the people get given their given back their rights so he traveled for that for that uh, hadith the distance of a month ayul ikhwa maybe we haven't comprehended, comprehended that yet a month these days alhamdulillah you get in your car you got your ac you got your radio you got even your sat nav you got leather seats you got heated seats in those days ayul ikhwa on the camel bareback camel heat sun above your head hmm didn't have no boot like you have in your boot like you have the the boot of your car put put in whatever you want uh, stop at a service station buy whatever you need carry on with your journey not like that ayul ikhwa the distance of a month also uh, abu ayub alayhi salam abu ayub when he traveled also to misr Sahabi Abu Ayyub, he went to travel to another companion, Uqba bin Amr. Uqba bin Amr. And again, when he got there, Uqba, he said to him, he said, after welcoming him, what brought you here? He said, a hadith that, that you heard and I heard, and there is no one else upon this earth who heard it except for me and you. No one remains upon the earth. No one remains upon this earth who heard this hadith from the Messenger of Allah وسلم, except for me and you. And I wanted to hear it again. Yani he already had the hadith with him. Already had it. But he just wanted to hear it again. From someone else, from the companions of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, who was the only one left who he knows, who he knew, had heard the hadith. And that hadith was what? Fi satr al-mu'min. That hadith we mentioned before. Man satara, man satara mu'minan satara allahu fi dunya wal akhirah. That hadith we mentioned before, Abu Harara. That whoever covers the fault of his Muslim brother, then Allah will cover his fault in his dunya and in the akhirah. He traveled all the way. And it's mentioned, soon as he heard the hadith, he went back to his camel all the way back. Why? Because he didn't want to spoil his intention. He came just for that ilm. 
They want to spoil it with anything else. إنما الأعمال بالنيات as we know in that hadith. Importance of your intention. He got back on his, he turned, went back onto his camel, went and and went. He traveled back to his home, which shows how the Sahaba, how they were, and that special attention they paid to seeking that knowledge. That which is sufficient for us to, although we've explained enough from the examples of the Sahaba to show the virtues of this knowledge and traveling for this knowledge and going through pains for this knowledge is that story of Musa Islam with Al-Khidr. When, when Musa Islam is coming that hadith, the hadith in the Sahih, the hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari, that he stood on a particular day amongst Bani Israel, Musa salam. He stood and he gave them a khutbah. And then he was asked, Man a'lamun nas? Who is the most knowledgeable of people upon the earth? He said, Ana. Because he was the Prophet of Allah in that time. However, he didn't attribute that knowledge to Allah. So Allah inspired to him that there is one who is more knowledgeable than you upon the earth. And that was who? Khidr. And so what did Musa salam say? Ah, I am the Prophet of Allah, Kalim Allah, the one who Allah spoke to. I have knowledge, alhamdulillah. He didn't say that. But rather, what did he say? Huh? La abarah. And I will not stop. La la abarah. Huh? Al-ayah, which ayah? Anyone know the ayah? La abarah. Hatta. Huh? Majma al-Bahrain. Oh, amdiya uqaba. Huqaba. Sah? Oh, amdiya huqaba. Naam. Surah Kahf. La, yani, that I will not, I will not stop in pursuit of this knowledge up until I cross, up until I cross the, yani, the crossing of the two seas. Or amdiya huqaba. Or until a long time passes. Yani, I don't care how long it takes me. Until I acquire this knowledge that is not with me. And so when he eventually he met Khidr, what did he say? He said, Hal attabi'uk. Hal attabi'uk. Can I follow you? Can I follow you? Do you permit me to follow you? Huh? So that I may learn. And so that you may teach me. You may teach me that which you have been given from rushd, from guidance, from that ilm that you have. And so he went along with Al-Khidr. And then when he saw, because ilm, ayyul ikhwa, requires sabr. Ilm requires sabr. Not easy. Al-ilm requires sabr. Traveling for it. Giving up time. Leaving your homes. Those things that that are beloved to you. That you travel for it. And that you be patient with the different types of knowledge. 
that you study the aqidah, but also upon you to study those things that are also required from you, from the faraid, from the obligations, that you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has obligated upon you five daily prayers, the zakat, fasting of Ramadan, hajj, and all of these things, you need to learn, you need to learn about them, you need to know, learn the conditions of many of these acts of worship, conditions of salah, the nullifiers of, sal- of salah, wudu, you need wudu to pray, so you got, you got to learn that also, you got to learn the conditions of the wudu, you got to learn the nullifiers of the wudu, all of these things require sabr, patience, and as he's mentioned, the qaida with Ahlul Ilm, the principle with Ahlul Ilm, ma la yitimul wajib illa bihi fahuwa wajib, that which is required, yani for a wajib. If something is required for you to, in order for you to carry out something which is obligatory upon you, then that thing itself becomes wajib. Just like, yani tahara, mudu. You need that for your salah. Salah is obligatory upon you. Wudu is not obligatory upon you. But only in the time of salah. When it's time for prayer, then you need your wudu. So when the time for salah comes upon you, then tahara becomes obligatory upon you. And so now, you need to learn tahara. So this requires sabr. And especially nowadays, when even in the aqidah, when many things have been invented into the religion, false beliefs, even in the ibadat, in the actions of, actions of worship, Many things have been invented. The bid'ah and the muhtadat. The innovations. Many weak positions and that which you may see around you take place. Especially because all of these things have been invented into the religion. As has been mentioned by Ali ibn Abi Talib. Anhu, he said, Al-ilm nukta. Ilm nukta. Knowledge is nukta, is a duck. Yani, in its origin, this religion is easy. It's easy. Studying the aqidah, the tawheed of Allah, the oneness of Allah, Allah is alone as it relates to His rububiyyah, His lordship, with His actions of creating, providing, sustaining, arranging the affairs in the universe. Allah is alone. In His worship, He is alone. In His asma wa sifat, His names and attributes, He is alone. Belief in Allah, belief in the angels, belief in the books, belief in the messengers, yawm al-qiyamah, belief in qadr, it's easy. However, when the people invented, and they changed, and they introduced, now, you also need to learn their doubts. You need to be able to repel those doubts. Nowadays, when you try to give doubt to someone, he comes with all of these doubts first. Knowledge is a doubt. But the jahilun, the ignorant ones, have made it plenty, plentiful. So now you need to learn all of these things. You need to learn the aqidah. You need to also learn that which opposes the aqidah. You need to learn the doubts of those who oppose the aqidah. The sahihah. You need to learn that, that which is the sunnah. And then you also need to learn the bid'ah. That which the people have invented. So you can repel the doubts. And as he's mentioned... وَبِضِدِّهَا تَتَمَيِّزَ الْأَشْيَاءِ وَبِضِدِّهَا تَتَمَيِّزَ الْأَشْيَاءِ By their opposites, things become clear. 
فبضدها تتميز الأشياء يعني if you want to know what توحيد is for it to be clear to you then you should know what الشرك is if you want to know what sunnah is you should know what bid'ah is if you want to know what ta'ah obedience is you should know what disobedience is so علم requires sabr هل أتبعك can I follow you على أن تعلمني مما علمت رشدا can I follow you in order that you teach me that which you have been given by way of ilm and guidance? Musa alayhi salam, Prophet of Allah. And so when he followed him, and when he saw that which he made inkar of and he rejected, when he burnt the ship, the safina, and he said, لَقَدْ جِئْتْ بِشَيْءٍ إِمْرَأْ that you came, you have come with something, huh? something great. And when he killed the boy, when he killed the boy, قَدَجِتْ بِشَيْءْ نُكْرَى What is this that you're doing? And when, he, when they entered upon that, that village and they asked the people to host them as guests, and they rejected them, hmm? he built the wall. He built that wall that was collapsing because behind that wall was a Khan's treasure that he wanted the يعني, the children of the father who placed that Khan's there for them that they يعني, acquire that later on and that the treasure is not taken. However, at each point he couldn't understand. And so then Khidr, what did he say? Hada Firaqu Baini Wabainik. This is where me and you separate. This is where me and you separate. Saunabbiuka bitawil malam tustati alayhi sabara. I will inform you of the ta'wil, the interpretation of that which you were not able to be patient concerning. It requires sabr, al-ilm. Even with Musa alayhi salam, shof, ayyul ikhwa. Sa'unabbiuka bita'wil ma'alam tastati' alayhi sabara. And that is why, also in the sahih of Imam al-Bukhari, where the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi salam, he said, وَدِدْنَا أَنَّ مُوسَى صَبَرَ and we wish that Musa Islam was patient so that the rest of their affair, the story would have been revealed to us and narrated to us. In the hadith, in the hadith is sahih. We wish that Musa Islam would have been patient so that the rest of the story would have been narrated to us. Don't let any one of you think that Musa Islam was not sabir and patient? But indeed, the Messenger of Allah he said in another incident, that incident that after the Battle of Hunayn, when the Messenger of Allah was distributing the, the, the spoils of war. The spoils of war, when he's distributing the spoils of war amongst the people. And he gave and he preferred some over others, some of the leaders of 
the tribes, the Arab tribes over others. And that was from the hikmah and the wisdom of the Messenger of Allah in his da'wah in bringing these tribes closer to Islam. Those people who were behind these men and these leaders and these tribes, so they would come, be a cause for them to enter Islam. And then when that man, Dhul Khwaisara, when he stood, and he said that this is a qismah, a distribution that is not wajhillah. It's not for the face of Allah. And he wasn't sincere. It's not fair. So the Messenger of Allah he said, Woe to you. فَمَنْ يَعْدِلْ إِذَا لَمْ أَعْدِلْ Who will be just? Who will be just then if I'm not just? I am the Messenger of Allah and I am the most God-fearing from you. And then he said, يَرْحَمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى May Allah have mercy upon Musa. قَدْ أُوذِيَ بِأَكْثَرْ مِنْ هَذَا He was harmed with much more than this, in a greater way than this. فصبر. But he was patient. So Musa was from the Sabirin. He was patient. But this, this ilm, ayyul ikhwa, la shak, it requires sabr. It requires patience. And that which also we can take lesson from ayyul ikhwa is the Nabi of Allah, Nuh alayhi salam. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions that we sent Musa, Nuh alayhi salam, Noah, to his people, وَلَبِثَ فِيهِمْ And he remained amongst them. How long? Alf sana illa khamsina am. He remained amongst them. Thousand years except for 50 years. يعني 950 years. And the Tufan, the, the flood came, took them. Because they were, they were Zalimun, they were oppressors. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions this. In Surah Al-Ankabut, Allah mentions, as we know, ikhwa, the stories, the qisas of the Anbiya in the Quran, they vary. Marratan, tawila, Certain times Allah mentions them and the, the story is a long story. Sometimes, يعني it's, uh, يعني not too long, not too short. And sometimes, مختصرة, short, very brief. Here in Surah Al-Ankabut, Allah mentions Nuh al-Islam very brief. Here. And He mentioned this. But every surah also has a maqsad. Every surah has a maqsad behind it, an intent behind it. The maqsad of Surah Al-Ankabut, does anyone know that the intent behind Surah Al-Ankabut or the mawdu' the, the, the topic and what Surah Al-Ankabut is about? Does anyone know that? Is it about the spider web? Hey, but the general, the general qasd behind it, the general. The general qasd is behind it, ayyul ikhwa, is at the beginning. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions, Alif, La, Mim, Ahasib al-Nas, Ayyutraku, Ayyakulu, Amanna, Wahum, La, Yaftanun. 
Do the people think that they will be left alone to say that they believe? وَهُمْ لَا يُفْتَنُونَ Whilst they will not be tested, يُفْتَنُونَ يعني the maqs- وَلَقَدْ فَتَنَّ الَّذِينَ مِنْ وَلَقَدْ فَتَنَّ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ فَلَا يَعْلَمَنَّ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ صَدَقُوا وَلَا يَعْلَمَنَّ الْكَاذِبِينَ وَلَقَدْ فَتَنَّ يعني we have we indeed tested those يعني with fitn with trials we tested those who came before those who came before them, so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would know the, and it would become clear, the truthful ones from the, from the liars. So the maqsad of, of Surah Al-Ankabut is what? Fitten. Fitten, trials. That's the intent behind Surah Al-Ankabut. Fitten. Tayyib, what's the fitna of Nuh? What's the fitna of Nuh? Allah here now he brings Nuh alayhi salam the story of Nuh What's, what was the fitna of Nuh? Akid that's a fitna no doubt hmm? also Akid but here in this surah itself mentioned here yani this here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentioned this that Nuh alayhi salam he remained amongst his people 950 years and the tufan came but it's short. Does it mention all of this that you that you, you guys have mentioned? Hmm? The fitna is zaman. The fitna, the the fitna and the trial of time and sabr. Sabr in that time. Nine hundred fifty years not not easy. Even the believer in this life and the majority of believers in in this life. Yani of this ummah, the, yani as it's come in the hadith, that the lifespan of the majority of this ummah is come? Hmm? Inam. Yani 60. 60 and between 70, as many some of the scholars they mention. The Messenger of Allah he lived till? 63. And even the even Abu Bakr and Umar, the same age, they died, sixty-three. The fitna of this life, ayyul ikhwa, that even in this life now, as a believer, and especially in this time, in this land, that a believer is surrounded by fitn, all types of fitn. The fitn, the fitn of kufr, the fitn of shirk, the fitn of shahawat, desires. And the believer, he just wants to get to Jannah. But dunya, sijnul mu'min, wa jannatul kafir. That's how it feels. The dunya is a, is a prison for the believer. It's a prison. It's a prison. You just want to get out. You want to go home. You wanna, no, in the prison, he just wants to get home. You just want to get home, get to Jannah. This is Jannah of the kafir. Because the believer, he is tied, shackles. He has shackles on him. And as though you have shackles. You can't do whatever you want. And he desires. Locked down. But the kafir, he does whatever he wants. Difficult for the believer. That fitna of time requires sabr. And also, the story, and as we mentioned before, that this ilm requires after the sha'an ayyul ikhwa is not just about acquiring this ilm. 
but also acting upon that ilm. Acting upon that ilm because ilm, al ilm, bila amal, kashajar, bila thamar. As is mentioned by the ulama, knowledge without action is like a tree without fruit. It doesn't bear any fruit. Al ilm, bila thamar, kashajar, bila thamar. So this knowledge, it's there to be acted upon. And if it's not acted upon, it becomes a evidence against us, a proof against us. Al-Quran Quran is a proof for you, for you or against you. And this knowledge, how easy is it to acquire this knowledge but then not to act. And then, it requires da'wah. The wadifah of the Anbiya, we said, all of them was to call to this ilm. And then sabr. And the jima' of all of this ayah al-ikhwa, that which, everything we've talked about today, that which brings all of this into, into place, into one place, is Surah Al-Asr. وَالْعَسْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرِ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَتَوَاسَوْا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاسَوْا بِالصَّبْرِ that, that's why Imam Shafi'i mentioned. لو ما أنزل الله حجة على خلق على خلقه إلا هذه سورة الكفتهم. If Allah not revealed any other surah upon His creation except for this surah, then it was it would have sufficed them, because that which is in that surah by way of command that a person should strive to be of those who acquire their ilm, awwalan, illa ladhina amanu. And that, no doubt, that iman cannot be acquired except through ilm. And, wa'amilu salihat And then they act with righteous actions, that which that iman necessitates. Wa And they call to that, that ilm and to that action. And then they are patient. Surah Yusuf. Surah Yusuf, when you look at the Qissa of Yusuf, alayhi salam. And to round up, with the, with the story of Yusuf, alayhi salam, the Prophet of Allah, Yusuf, Joseph, and we find that that was, in the story of Yusuf, alayhi salam, are lessons. Da'wah, sabr. Da'wah and sabr. That we find that when he was thrown into the well by his brothers, Quite sabr. And then when he was taken out, and when he was falsely accused, and he preferred sijan, prison over huh? freedom. Uh, and over, yani that wife of the Aziz, a beautiful wife, as is mentioned, who seduced him or attempted to seduce him. That he preferred prison over this. And then, in the prison, da'wah to Tawheed. When he said to the two companions within the prison, أَرْبَابٌ مُتَفَرِّقُونَ خَيْرٍ أَمِ اللَّهِ الْوَاحِدَ الْقَحَارِ Many different gods better. Or, Allah, the one who is alone. Allah alone. That was a Tawheed. And then, 
when he gave da'wah to his brothers. He gave da'wah to his brothers. And then at the end, he was reunited with his family. All of this, as our Shaykh, Shaykh Salah al-Shaykh, Hafidullah, he said, that all of this shows to us that this surah, that which is within it of da'wah and sabr. And that is why Surah Yusuf is referred to Surah Da'wah. Surah Da'wah. The Surah of giving da'wah. And with that we'll end, ayyul ikhwa. Wafakallahu al-jami'ah. Lima yuhibuhu wa yirda'a. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala alayhi wa sallam ala nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala alayhi wa sallam ala nabiyyina